0: Psalm 104, Psalm 104, and we are going to be reading this whole psalm tonight. Psalm 104, beginning at verse 1, what we hear now is God's word. Bless the Lord, O my soul, O Lord my God. You are very great. You are clothed with splendor and majesty, covering yourself with light as with a garment, stretching out the heavens like a tent. He lays the beams of his chambers on the waters. He makes the clouds his chariot. He rides on the wings of the wind. He makes his messengers winds, his ministers a flaming fire. He set the earth on its foundations, that it should never be moved. You covered it with the deep, as with a garment. The waters stood above the mountains. At your rebuke they fled. At the sound of your thunder they took to flight. The mountains rose, the valleys sank down, to the place that you appointed for them. You set a boundary that they may not pass, so that they might not again cover the earth. You make springs gush forth in the valleys. They flow between the hills. They give drink to every beast of the field. The wild donkeys quench their thirst. Beside them the birds of the heavens dwell. They sing among the branches. From your lofty abode you water the mountains. The earth is satisfied with the fruit of your work. You cause the grass to grow for the livestock. And plants for man to cultivate, that he may bring forth food from the earth, and wine to gladden the heart of man, oil to make his face shine, and bread to strengthen man's heart. The trees of the Lord are watered abundantly, the cedars of Lebanon that he planted. In them the birds build their nests, the stork has her home in the fir trees, the high mountains are for the wild goats the rocks are a refuge for the rock badgers he made the moon to mark the seasons the sun knows its time for setting you make darkness and it is night when all the beasts of the forest creep about the young lions roar for their prey seeking their food from god when the sun rises they steal away and lie down in their dens man goes out to his work until his and, and to his labor until the evening O Lord, how manifold are your works! In wisdom have you made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. Here is the sea, great and wide, which teems with creatures innumerable, living things, both small and great. There go the ships and Leviathan, which you form to play in it. These all look to you to give them their food in due season. When you give it to them, they gather it up. When you open your hand, they are filled with good things. When you hide your face, they are dismayed. When you take away their breath, they die and return to the dust. When you send forth your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the ground. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works, who looks on the earth and it trembles, who touches the mountains and they smoke, I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have being. May my meditation be pleasing to Him, for I rejoice in the Lord. Let sinners be consumed from the earth. and Let the wicked be no more. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Praise the Lord. Here we in the reading of God's holy word. I encourage you to keep your Bibles open tonight as we're walking through this passage together. We are continuing tonight our study of the book of Psalms, and we have seen that there are three basic types of psalms. There are the hymns of praise, there are the laments, and there are the songs of thanksgiving. These three basic types. Tonight, uh, we look at a subtype of the hymns of praise. A subtype of hymns of praise called a creation psalm. And there are four creation psalms in the Psalter. I had them listed on the top of the outline there, Psalm 8 and Psalm 19 and Psalm 104 and Psalm 148. We have read or sung most of those tonight already. Uh, creation psalms are those psalms which bring God glory for His work in creation. Because His creation reveals something of the glory of who He is. Uh, tonight we look at Psalm 104, a psalm of creation. Uh, In in the the series so far, uh, I have said that the structure of the psalm in many ways dictates how the sermon is preached, and and we've used the psalm structure as the main points in the outline. And I thought about doing it tonight, just going through day by day by day the work of God recorded in Psalm 104, but rather than use that structural outline, tonight perhaps a little bit more uh, of a theological outline. First, uh, praise for God's work of God. Creation, the fact that God has made a space in which things can live. Secondly, God's uh, praise for God's work in creation as God fills that space that he made. And then finally, praise for God's work from creation. The creation is called to bring glory and praise and adoration back to God. I said to keep your Bibles open. You may also want to put a bookmark in Genesis chapter 1. We're going to be referencing Genesis 1 tonight as well. In many ways, Genesis 1 and Psalm 104 are parallel passages. They both give us an account of creation. Genesis 1 gives us a narrative account, uh, telling us more historically what took place. Psalm 104 gives us a poetic account and uses beautiful pictures and words and phrases, but still describes that first week of creation. So from Psalm 104 and from Genesis chapter one. As a, uh, a hymn of praise, this psalm begins, as we saw with the hymns, in a call to praise, a call to praise God. Psalm 104 verse one, Bless the Lord, O my soul, O Lord my God, you are very great. Uh, the psalmist begins, by focusing on God, focusing on praise to Him. And that's how Genesis 1 begins. Genesis 1, verse 1, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. As we prepare to hear this account of creation, we begin by bringing praise to God for what He has done. The psalm says in Psalm 104, You are clothed with splendor and majesty, covering yourself with light as with a garment. A description of day one of creation. Children, what's the first thing God created? He created light. Covering yourself with light as with a garment. Genesis 1 verse 3 we read, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night and there was evening and there was morning the first day. God makes a separation. He separates light from dark, that's the first thing that happens in creation. That's the first thing Psalm one hundred four recounts for us. You are clothed with splendor, with majesty, covering yourself with light as with a garment. God makes a distinction, a distinction between light and dark, reminding us that we have to recognize the distinction between God, who is the creator of the light and everything else, and that which is created. God is a God who makes distinction. He is the creator, we are the creation. Now that's very basic, very fundamental, but very easily forgotten. We have those who would tell us, you know, uh, man, if he works hard enough, if he does enough, he can become just like God. God is like we are, only a little bit more. And, and, and that basic creator-creature distinction is lost. To be sure, we're created in the image of God, but we cannot become God. He is beyond us. He is holy. other. He is creator. He's not like we are just a little bit more. God makes distinction. We're reminded about that in day one of creation with the light and the dark. Day two of creation, Psalm 104, the second half of verse two. He says, stretching out the heavens like a tent, he lays the beams of his chambers on the waters, he makes the clouds his chariot, he rides on the wings of the wind, he makes his messengers winds, his ministers a flaming fire. From Genesis chapter 1 verse 6 and God said let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters let it separate the waters from the waters and God made the expanse and separated the waters that were under the expanse from the waters that were above the expanse and it was so and God called the expanse heaven and there was evening and there was morning the second day God lays the beams of his chambers on the waters He makes the clouds his chariot. God, after making a distinction between light and dark, God now brings structure. He brings order. The waters that are above and the waters that are below. Before this, the earth was described as chaos. Now God brings cosmos. He brings order and structure. Reminding us God has placed order in creation. He has placed structure in creation. Structures that we are not free to change. God has placed structures in the family. God has given us the structure of marriage. Where one man and one woman marry for life. That is God's plan. That is his structure. And yet we have voices today trying to tear that structure down. Saying that marriage may be between two people who may or may not even be of the same gender. Trying to restructure what God has done. But he has put structure. He has put order in society. We may not change that. We're not free to change that. God has put structure in the family husbands and wives husbands the loving heads of their homes wives those who submit to their husbands we may not change that it may uh, fly in the face of what is politically correct but it is god's structure it is god's order parents and children in the home children you are called to obey your parents that's god's calling to you because he has placed that structure that order there. God is a God of order. And we see that in, in day two as he begins to fill that which is created. He makes distinctions in day one. He puts order and structure in day two. Day three of creation, verse five of our song. He sets the earth on its foundations that it should never be moved. You covered it with the deep as with a garment. The waters stood above the mountains. At your rebuke they fled. At the sound of your thunder they took flight. The mountains rose. The valleys sank down to the place that you appointed for them. You set a boundary that they may not pass, so they may never again cover the earth. From Genesis chapter 1, verse 9. And God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth and the waters that were gathered together he called seas and God saw that it was good. God put boundaries in creation. Verse 9, you said a boundary they may not pass this far and no farther. Day 3 reminds us God has put boundaries not only in creation. He has put boundaries in our lives. And those boundaries are a blessing for us. God gives us his law to teach us how we might live in safety and in peace with him. And we are not to transgress those boundaries. The boundaries are a blessing. Look at verse 10. You make the springs gush forth in the valleys. They flow between the hills. You give drink to every beast in the field. The wild donkeys quench their thirst. Beside them the birds of the heavens dwell. They sing among the branches. From your lofty abode you water the mountains. The earth is satisfied with the fruit of your work. The boundaries were a blessing because they were God's conduit for blessing upon his creation. So too with us as well god has given us boundaries he's given us the law for our good when we live within the boundaries we live in a place of safety when we transgress the boundaries is when danger arises praise for god's work of creation he created a space and then god began to fill that space from our psalm verse 14. You cause the grass to grow for the livestock, and plants for men to cultivate, that he may bring forth food from the earth, and wine to gladden the heart of man, oil to make his face shine, and bread to strengthen man's heart. From Genesis chapter 1, verse 11, And God said, Let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed, And fruit trees bearing fruit in which is their seed each according to its kind on the earth and it was so and the earth brought forth vegetation plants yielding seed according to their own kinds and trees bearing fruit in which is their seed each according to its kind and God saw that it was good and there was evening and there was morning the third day God created a space and now he begins to fill that space First of all, filling it with vegetation. You cause the grass to grow for the livestock and plants for man to cultivate. The psalmist points us in this direction. You cause grass for the livestock, plants for man, but neither livestock nor man had been created yet. God anticipates the needs of his later creation. God makes grass before he creates livestock. He makes the plants for man to to work with. God anticipates the need and gives the provision even before the need is there. What a wonderful reminder that is for us. When we go through difficulties, when we go through hardships, our problem are not a surprise to God. He knows what we need even before we do. And he also knows the provision for that need before we do. He is a God who cares for his creation. We see that in day three, how he makes the the grass to grow, the plants for the livestock and for the man who will come later. God is a God who knows us. He knows you. He knows what you stand in need of. And he has that provision already prepared even in advance. Day four of creation, verse 19. He makes the moon to mark the seasons. The sun knows it's time for setting. You make darkness and it is night when all the beasts of the forest creep about. From genesis chapter 1 verse 14 and god said let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years god puts rhythm god puts cycles into our lives cycles to remind us of where we were in the past where we are now where we are going in the future Signs to mark days and years, cycles to go through. God reminds us that that our life is all under his control. And if we are dealing with with difficulties in the present, we can look back to the past and see God's faithfulness there and be encouraged. And we we can look with hope to the future, knowing that God who cared for us back then will care for us today and will continue to care for us. There are cycles. There's regular rhythm in life. God, God puts a, a weekly rhythm in life. We see that in creation already. God worked, and then he rested. God, God set apart a day for rest. And, and to honor God, we have to honor that day. We, we pray that we would keep God's day holy, we might bring glory and honor to Him. God has put rhythm, He's put cycles into our lives. Day five of creation, verse 24. O Lord, how manifold are your works! In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. Here is the sea, great and wide, which teems with creatures innumerable. Living things, both small and great, there go the ships and Leviathan, which you formed to play in it. From Genesis chapter 1, verse 20, And God said, Let the waters swarm with swarms of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the heavens. So God created the great sea creatures and every living creature that moves and that which water in, the, in the waters swarm according to their kinds and every winged bird according to its kind. God saw that it was good and God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply, fill the waters in the seas and let birds multiply on the earth and there was evening and there was morning, the fifth day. God creates variety. God, you know children, God could have made just one animal. Lots of them, but just one animal, one type of animal. But he doesn't do that. He has many, many, many types of animals. To speak of his creativity, to speak of his glory, he makes animals that fly in the air. He makes the birds. He makes animals that go in the water, the fish and the sea creatures. God has diversity, creativity that highlights his glory and his majesty. Day five reminds us God is a God of variety, a God of glory for all that He has made. And then we get to day six, verse 27. We read, All these look to you to give them their food in the due season. When you give it to them, they gather it up. When you open your hand, they are filled with good. When you hide your face, they are dismayed. When you take away their breath, they die and return to the dust. When you send forth your spirit, they are created and you renew the face of the ground. Back in verse 21, The young lions roar for their prey, seeking their food from God. When the sun rises, they steal away and lie down in their dens. Man goes out to his work and his labor until the evening. Creation is dependent upon God. All these things look to you to give them their food in season. When you give it to them, they gather it up. If you hide your face, they are dismayed. Creation is dependent upon the God who is the creator. Man himself is dependent. Man was given a task to do. Man goes out to do his work. Again from Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. And God blessed them, the man and the woman, and God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens, over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of the earth and every tree with seed in it. You have them for food. And to every beast of the earth and every bird of the heavens and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life in it, I have given every green plant for food and it was so creation is dependent upon God he provides for them and and he provides the means by which we are taken care of. to say creation is dependent doesn't mean that man simply waits with his hands open for bread to fall from heaven God gives him work to do God gives him task. God gives him labor that we might do those things which bring glory to Him, and through that, He provides for us. We remind ourselves of that. Uh, The labor that we do is done in service to God. The the paycheck that we get is a gift from God. He provided the work. Uh, we We don't provide for ourselves. Our God provides for us through the means of labor, through the means of work, through the means of service. Praise for God's work in creation. And then finally, the psalmist says, praise for God's work from creation. Verse 31, may the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works, who looks on the earth and it trembles, who touches the mountains and they smoke. From Genesis chapter 2, verse 1, thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done and he rested on the seventh day from all the work he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. God resting from his work. Now children, we talked about this before. Why did God rest? It was not because he was tired. God was not tired after working for six six days. God rested to take delight in what He had made, to take delight in His creation. And as creation, we are called to take delight in our Creator. Delight in what God has done. Verse 33 of our Psalm, I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have being. May my meditation be pleasing to him, for I rejoice in the Lord. Delighting in the God, who has done all of these beautiful things in creation, who step by step by step has revealed more and more of his glory. Praise to God from creation. We are called to bring him that praise. Delighting in what God has done. Delighting in in all the blessings we have received. The psalmist ends with verse 35, almost seeming out of character with the rest of this psalm. Verse 35, let sinners be consumed from the earth, let the wicked be no more. Remember, we talked about at the beginning of our series, the psalms lay before us two ways, two paths. The path of the righteous and the path of the wicked. The righteous, because of of what God has done for them, see all of His work in creation and praise Him for it. The wicked fail to give God the glory that is His due. They do not recognize what He has done. And therefore, may sinners be consumed from the earth. Let the wicked be no more. They refuse to see the God who has created all these things around us. They refuse to recognize God has provided not only for our physical needs in all the glories of creation, He has has provided for our spiritual needs, not only creating us, but also recreating us by the power of His Spirit through the work of His Son, Jesus Christ. The sinners fail to, to recognize God's work of recreation, that if they would only embrace Him by faith, they too would delight in all of His goodness, in all of His glory. Therefore, let sinners be consumed from the earth. Let the wicked be no more. We are called tonight to recognize not only God's work of creation, but his work of recreation. If you are here tonight and do not know this God as, as the one who's created you, he calls you tonight to put your faith in him, that the Holy Spirit might then give you that gift of faith and and work in you that recreation, that new life because of what Christ has done. This psalm ends with reminding us of who God is and what he has done for his people, giving us a new life. So we we finish the psalm, bless the Lord, O my soul, praise the Lord. Praise for God's work from creation. The creation psalms are beautiful. They remind us of the glory of God. He is a God who makes distinctions. He is a God who establishes structures and boundaries. He is a God who gives provision, a God of creativity. But most of all, He is a God who delights in that which He has made. He is a God which delights in His creatures and delights in the praise of His creatures. Oh, may God so work in us that we see his glory, the glory in creation around us, and we end like the psalmist. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Praise the Lord. Let's join together in prayer. Oh, Lord our God, you are very great. You are clothed with splendor and majesty. And you have revealed yourself so beautifully In creation around us and you have given us faithful accounts of that creation the narrative account in Genesis chapter 1 and the poetic account in Psalm 104 Lord God as we enjoy the beauty of the weather you've given to us as we enjoy the beauty of creation around us may our hearts be turned to give praise to you Praise for your goodness. Praise for your distinction. Praise for your structures and your boundaries. Praise for your most glorious work, the work of recreating us after your image. Oh, God, as as we recognize the glory of what that means for us, that we are now your children, your sons and daughters, because of Christ, you delight in us, may we leave praising you for who you are and for what you have done. Oh, Lord God, we pray that you receive all the glory and honor and praise, for that is your due. Hear our prayer, for Jesus' sake. Amen. We're going to sing a setting of Psalm 104, uh, number 206. Number 206, my soul bless the Lord, the Lord is most great, with glory arrayed, majestic his state. Uh, Psalm uh, 106, we're going to sing verses 1, 2, and 3. And then verse 5 and 6. Verse 1, 2, and 3. That's not right. We're going to do 1, 2, and 3, 7, and 8. That was my mistake in the bulletin. 1, 2, and 3, 7, and 8. 1, 2, and 3, 7, and 8 of 206. Let's stand together as we sing. My soul bl- Receive the parting blessing of our God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace.